guys, this is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Hey, Chloe, it's a new year. Hey. It's January. We're going to head into this awesome episode, and we're heading into this awesome year, and we are so excited about you. When people ask me right now, what are you most excited about? I say the podcast, and the reason why is because I get to make disciples through this. You all are with me week in and week out, and we actually get to go places. It isn't a one-time speaking opportunity. It isn't a one-project book. It is a long-term relationship where we get to learn and grow and learn from incredible guests and from the Bible. And it's just, it's been so simple and pure and I love it. And I love you all out there listening. This morning I got on a treadmill. The girl next to me is a big listener and she just sat there and like told me what she's learning and it, and then what she's going through personally, she's got young kids, babies. And I just thought, oh, I get to minister to her and it feels so easy and fun. But I want to say to everybody, the reason it feels that way is because I'm doing this, you know, on mission with a team. And so, Chloe, I just want to honor you as this year starts and say thank you so much for doing this with me. And thank you for being my partner in ministry, top to bottom, you guys. When you're reading that book out there that's going to come out in a couple weeks, you all need to know there were mornings that I was supposed to write and I would wake up and I would go to the coffee shop and I would be paralyzed. And she would send me, here's four things you're going to go write about. And she would like outline what I was going to, I mean, she helped me that much that she got in my content so deeply that she pushed me along, helped me believe in it. There were so many times, especially with this project, I just think there was so much warfare around it that I wanted to quit over and over again. And so you are a good friend. You are a fun teammate, but building things with you, it just, I, I literally am in a happier spot in ministry than I ever have been. And it's because of the awesome people God's put around me to do ministry with. And you are at the top of the list. So I just want to say thank you. Love you, friend. Oh, so let's go in. She's got all these questions for me because this is the kind of thing she does. She goes out into the world. She posts on my Instagram and she asks all of you to send in your questions. I was so. going to say, this is straight from you guys. I And we sent out an email and yep. we were like, hey, send your questions in. Nothing is off limits. So I have a good list for you today. Can't and wait. you don't even know what these questions are. I don't. This is, Can't some wait. of them are fun. Some of them are deep because that's what we do over here is deep <laughs> stuff. So yep. yeah, but thank, right. you, thank you guys for sending these questions in. I don't have your names attached to them, but we're just going to go for it. Okay, let's start with something fun. How has God surprised you this past year? Ooh, that's fun. You know, he has surprised me. He keeps surprising me. I mean, this is a big surprise, how much I enjoy this and how fun it's been to to have this community of people with a podcast. I think this year too, I've been surprised that there's a little bit, I know you're going to think this is crazy because you run my calendar in life, but I feel like there's been a little bit of a slower pace this year. Even though there's a lot happening and it looks like there's a lot happening, there's been a, I don't know, it's just felt more manageable to me if gatherings in a healthier place, really because of you and and having teammates, all of my ministries in a healthier place. And so I think what I've learned this year and been surprised by is how in the quiet and in a little bit slower pace that isn't as strivey because I haven't been releasing anything this year. Like there hasn't been anything coming out. I mean, we will you know, we're about to launch a book for the first time. It's just felt quieter and calmer. And I think what I've liked in that is that there hasn't been something in my soul rise up that says, hey, you need to stay in the hustle and you need to stay in the grind. I think there's been something in my soul as I'm getting older and settling into everything that enjoys getting, we tried this Mexican place last night that it was this hole in the wall because Zach 
we, we just are, we live in Dallas and we're just determined to find hole in the wall places and there aren't many. <laughs> and so we found one and I mean, it brought me so much joy. All my kids were home and it there's just something about like the normal, small, everyday things this year that have brought me so much joy that just keep delighting me more and more. And I think part of that, for those of you listening that maybe have young kids, um, part of that is because my kids are in good places. They're joy right now and they're not as demanding. And I think I'm just savoring everything. I think it's just been a sweeter, slower, where the mundane used to, I always had to like try to make the mundane matter. And now I'm like, gosh, I'm not confused. I'm like, the mundane's the best part. It's the very best part. Well, that leads us to our next question. So if you could go back in time to young mom, Jenny, what what advice would you give her? Good question. Well, I mean, it's advice I got a lot, which is it's going to go fast and it's true. I think I would tell her it's okay. You're okay. Like you're doing a good job. You're, you really are. I wrote a post recently on Instagram that got a lot of engagement. And I think the reason it got a lot of engagement was because everybody's dying to hear this, but it basically spoke to that girl. I mean, I had a picture 10 years Halloween ago of my three kids at the time in their costumes. We were on the front steps. We just, you know, hosted a hayride and had hot dogs in our front yard. And I wrote about how looking back at that girl before if gathering, before writing, before speaking, just leading a Bible study of seven girls in her home, like she was winning. And I think everybody related to that. And they were like, gosh, you know, they can see that looking back at my life on Instagram. You know, everybody's like, yeah, you were winning. But we don't see that in our own lives. And I definitely didn't see it in my own life at the time. I definitely felt like, am I doing what God wants me to do? Am I doing enough? Am I messing up my kids? Am I making the right decisions when it comes to, you know, the way we live? We we were neck deep in church planning. And we had people in our house almost every night. And I thought, I'm screwing up my kids. We're, we're sacrificing our kids for the church. Well, my kids are now grown and they look back as the, at those years as the glory days. Like they are like, gosh, why don't we have more people in our house like we used to, you know? And all the things I thought was messing them up were actually the things that were making them who they are. And so I think I would tell myself, you're not, like you're obeying God. And it's not about, you know, so there are times that I'm sure that you can have too many people in your life. You know, there's times to pull back and times to run forward. But, you know, as much as we could at the time, we were obeying God, whatever that meant for that day, for that year. And so we were winning because of that. And God was taking care of our kids in that. And I think that's what you need to hear is that if you're obeying God, you know, it's that single-mindedness we talk a lot about here. If you're obeying God and he's your first love, A.W. Tozer, I quote him all the time about this, put God in his rightful place and a thousand problems are solved all at once. And that's how it's supposed to go. And I look back at that couple, that cute young couple with those cute kids. And I want to just say, you're winning because you're obeying God and your kids are winning because you're obeying God and they're going to be okay. Kind of make me want to cry a little bit. That was good. You're obeying God too, Chloe. Well, I know. And your kids are going to be okay. I will speak to that. Everything you say is true because I think I'm in that season right now. And a lot of the encouragement that I get from you is exactly that, that it's, it's going to be okay. Mm. And nine out of nine times it's okay. It's always going to be okay. Like just wait it out and you normalize things for me. So thank yeah. you. Okay, here's another one. <laughs> Wait, let's let's be a little, let's put a little meat on that one um, or a little skin on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about one of your kids and I was like, hey, don't get therapy. Don't, yeah. don't freak out. Don't get diagnoses. <laughs> like 
that's the thing I think we all run to. We need to fix mm-hmm. this or, oh gosh, my kids got this or what. I'm like, no, no. Like ki- things get sorted out. I mean, I look back at one of my kids specifically. She definitely had a sensory processing disorder that wasn't even a thing at the time, you know, 10 years ago or more. And yet I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, she would have, the school would have diagnosed her. She'd be getting therapy right now. And that kid is fine. You know, I'm like, and I'm not they saying- They work it out. I'm not saying there's not a time for therapy and some of you genuinely need it with your kids. But I do think sometimes we jump ahead mm-hmm. and like we're in a culture where there are more diagnoses than there are, you know, healthy kids. And so it's like, what does it look like just to let things run its course and not overreact, but yet still appropriately react when we need to? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why we need each other. That's why we need other people who are ahead of us and next to us that are like, no, girl, no, no, that's just a boy. (laughs) I have people look at my firstborn all the time, Connor, and say, he sure is a busy boy. And I mean, certainly looking back and knowing him now, I mean, he probably was a little ADHD. And yet we never even thought about it. And we didn't get him tested and we didn't do medicine. And you know what? He is he is creative and a business launcher and starter. He runs currently already a business in college. And, you know, that's part of how God made him. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Okay. This is kind of fun. What was the best gift someone ever gave you? Oh, I got it. It's so easy. So my husband, Zach, never was into gifts. He wasn't into holidays. He wasn't into birthdays. He wasn't into Christmas. To be fair to his family, their football family. And so most of the holidays, even several of their birthdays, are in the football season. And there was nothing but football during football season. And so to give them some credit, fairly, they were preoccupied with other things. And so my husband just grew up not caring about it. And I grew up as y'all that listen to the podcast know, in winter wonderland, Christmas land, like my, my parents like do holidays. I mean, when it's your birthday, from the moment your eyes opened, you know, you, you had a tray in bed and never could lift a finger of work. I mean, it was y'all, they spoiled us just on holidays. We definitely were child labor other days, but on holidays, they were like, you are the queen of the house. And so then I get married and it's like, not only does he not barely remember, like it's our anniversary or my birthday, he never got me a gift. I mean, he he didn't even get me anything. I would have to say like, okay, I'd love this, you know, and maybe he would get that. Maybe. I mean, it was pretty bad looking back. And some of you are like, that's my husband. <laughs> Sorry. But fast forward, we went to counseling. <laughs> that was just part of it. Y'all know why we went to counseling. And it changed our marriage. And there were so many parts of it. But that definitely was one of them. I'm just saying, you know what, I feel like a little bit neglected here because, and I don't need you to treat me like my parents did, but- I mean, a gift, you know, <laughs> or remembering yeah. the day, or remembering the day. <laughs> that might be good. He's gonna, he's gonna be like Jenny. I got you gifts. I, I don't remember a gift prior to this one. So this is going to end <laughs> in a great way. This is why I believe in counseling, mainly because everything changed, and he is a great gift giver now because he just, he really realized like this is part of my love language. This is part of what makes me feel valued and loved, and it doesn't matter that he doesn't feel <laughs> the same way. He and and so he's so good at it now. My kids are older too, so they can help. You know. That's that, that actually helps a lot too. But the first, so we're in the middle of counseling. It's hard. Our marriage has been through a lot. This is probably year five. And we were in like our first home that we ever owned. So little and cute and so many good memories there, even though it was hard years. And he brings out, it's Christmas morning, and he brings out this big, big thing covered up. And oh my gosh, it'll make me cry. He had gotten me a piece of art, like a real art piece of art. He had gone to a gallery and he had picked out a piece of art. And I was like, and for our house, I never owned a real piece of art. 
at that point in our life. We could not afford it. We were so poor. He was a youth minister and I didn't work and we had two young kids. And I still don't even know how he paid for it because it was probably hundreds of dollars. And he never got me a gift that nice, barely ever got me a gift. And it was such a picture of God's just redemption in our lives, like for him to do that. I know it's no big deal. Like it's just a Christmas gift. And, but it was a huge deal. And it meant it was such a picture. It still is. Oh, it's over our bed right now. Still. It's a beautiful. I still love it. He picked it out without me. But he doesn't even, he barely still picks out presents that I haven't somehow spoken <laughs> to. But man, I mean, that was, I think it was God's gift to me through him. Like, I think it was just God saying, I see you and I've, I'm going to heal this marriage. And yeah, I hadn't ever told that story. It's <laughs> a good question. I hadn't heard that either. <laughs> yeah, no one has. <laughs> and you are the best gift giver. Oh, <laughs> I do value really, it. You are. Oh. I, I remember when I had my second baby and people give you meals, which is like life-saving and necessary. <laughs> right. But then I got a box on my porch yes. and Jay's like, this is for you. <laughs> I was like, you Not know, you're well. so emotional. Yeah, and I opened it up and it was a bathrobe and I just remember feeling like it was like a hug, like you had sent me a hug. And so now I send that robe to my friends who've had babies because it's just, yeah, you just think outside the box and Mm. a little bit about you. Something that we are going to do this coming spring that we're super excited about is we have started to partner with some different ministries and people that are doing incredible things out there. And one of them is Paul's Leather Co. And you've seen Jenny talk about Paul's Leather Co. probably quite a bit on Instagram because it's one of the number one questions Jenny gets. Where did you get your Bible in your Bible study videos? Yeah, my Bible is super cool. I had looked all over for beautiful covers that were real leather and just simple. I love my Bible and they hand stamp your name in it. You can get any inside Bible. I mean, I'm pretty picky about what version I use and even just the size of the font and all these things. And you can say any version and he can either recover the Bible you already have or get that Bible and send you a brand new one with a beautiful cover. And every single Paul's Leather Bible is full grain leather. So it's not like the leather that you buy from the store if you went to the bookstore today. So they're cool. Each one is unique. And these are like the special Bibles you keep forever. So just for you guys, we have partnered with Paul's Leather Co. to get you free shipping on any Bible order. So if you go to paulsleatherco.com and you can use the discount code Jenny. J-E-N-N-I-E. I think this would be the perfect thing to get someone in the new year to go yeah. along with your Bible reading plans. Both and- of my girls are getting it for Christmas. Caroline, my 14-year-old was like, Mom, I really want a Bible like yours. Like, I mean, everybody <laughs> If you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? Oh, a million dollars? I mean, so many different things are coming to mind. I mean, this is so random. I would love for If Gathering to be in a better place financially. Ever since we launched If Gathering, it's been like, you know, right at we're making enough money, but not, (laughs) we're never like far into the black. And I want to be far into the black because I'm such a dreamer. And so, you know, I want to see translations. I want to see it go everywhere. And so I think what I'd give the money to, we've never had anybody really focused on donor development. And so I would invest some money and say, you can only spend this on a donor development person so that it could multiply and multiply and multiply. Because I just believe in that ministry so much that and we certainly give to it. We don't give enough 
to <laughs> be, and that's just it. Like even when we give to it, it's like we're still like thrilled to be hitting like what we need to hit with our current staff and where we are right now. So my dream is that in the next few years, there will be, you know, an extra million dollars of gathering because I really believe our greatest years are yet to come. I believe that we've reached, you know, they say our, our slogan is we've reached a million, help us reach the next million. I think it's been more people than that. I mean, it's unbelievable how far if gathering has reached. My hope is that we'll reach to the ends of the earth, that we'll be able to translate, we'll be able to take tools to the ends of the earth. That's the first thing I would, you know, that comes to mind. The next thing that comes to mind, I, as my kids get older, experiences become more important to me than anything else. And so building experiences with them and time with them, I think that that's what I always tell Zach. I'm like, I don't care if we have a big house. I don't care if we have nice cars. I don't care about any of that. What I care about is enough money to be able to bring my family back together as they start to go to college, as they start to have families, as they start to move on per se. I just want to make sure like we can stay close as a family. It just feels so, so valuable and important to me. So where would you go if you could go oh, anywhere with th- them? Honestly, I don't care where we go. I mean, we have fun. Like even like going to that hole in the wall Mexican food restaurant last night, the whole time and we just laugh together. Like we have so much fun, especially with Connor home. I, we literally laughed all through dinner and all the way home. And I don't even remember what we were laughing about. I literally think we'll have fun anywhere we go. It's just building time. And actually, I think the bigger value too is just pulling them away. Because even in Dallas already, like even though we didn't live here long while Connor was in high school, he has 8 million friends here from Texas A&M. And he went to SMU for a semester. So he just, you know, even being home, he's he's got plans, you know, so he's busy. So I think just pulling them away far enough so that we can actually get time together. Okay. You actually posted about this on Instagram this week. But how do you get out of a rut? Yeah, I did post. It was a silly post. You want me to read it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to read it to you. It's good. Oh, it was so simple. Sometimes the stuff that people need to hear and that you think, oh, this is too basic. But the basic stuff, it's like, yeah, we need to be we need to be bossed around a little. I said, this was at like nine o'clock at night. I said, set your clock, meet with Jesus, move your body. You will not regret this. And I mean, it's ridiculous how many times it got shared. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. So almost 10,000 likes. And so what I would say about that is it's so basic, right? Like that's just like grown up adult stuff that we know we need to do, like set an alarm clock, wake up a little bit earlier, work out, be with Jesus. But I think we can get out of habits without even meaning to, you know, I'm these last two weeks, I've just been really busy and traveled some and we've had family in. And so those two things just didn't happen as much in the last two weeks. And I felt it like I felt crabby. I felt just short with everybody. And then this week, so since I posted that, I think I've worked out and spent time with Jesus every single day. And I just still had a hard week with work, but I definitely feel more like myself and happy again to be working and grateful. And so I just think these basic patterns and rhythms and disciplines in our lives, they're so important and we we neglect them. And I think that's, I mean, to me, that's enemy stuff. You know, that's really, truly enemy stuff. And I mean, it's a big thing about what we're going to talk about this semester. You know, we're talking about get out of your head. We're talking about our thought lives. And a lot of our thought lives are driven by our lack of discipline or our discipline. So you know, the way we're going to talk about the semester, the way we interrupt those spirals, because our thought lives don't stay in our heads. Our thought lives bleed into our relationships, our behaviors, our emotions, right? So the way we stop that spiral, the way we 
you know, interrupted is by taking thoughts captive, scripture tells us. So it's harder to behavior modify if our mind's out of control. So we got to start at the source. It's harder to just say, quit being sad, quit being depressed. And the way we can sometimes arrest our thinking is to move our body and to meet with Jesus. I think those two things help. We're physically made to move. God built us that way. And our souls are emotionally, spiritually dependent upon Jesus. So when we neglect things that he says that we need, you know, yeah, things start breaking down. Yeah, Ian Voskamp goes on a glory run every day. Oh, yeah, I, I follow this. it. Have you heard this? Totally. She runs and listens to the Dwell yeah. app, which you're going to hear more about. But she, I'm like, that's brilliant. Not to mention, though, she does it in Canada. Which in the cold. In the freezing cold. But homegirls running and listening to God's word. So maybe that's an idea. I know. Maybe not for me, but. <laughs> yeah, do both at the same yeah. time. We are so grateful for each of you and the way that you reach out via email with your questions and just prayer requests and just know that each of those, like we pray over those, we read them and it, it matters. And in every single review that you leave, it helps other people find the podcast. And And so if you are thinking about it today and you've liked listening along with us, would you go and leave a rating with the stars and then a review? And it just helps other people find the Made for This podcast. So appreciate you guys so much. And we cannot wait for season three. It's coming, coming up. January 28th. And what else is January 28th? Get out of your head book. It's coming. We're so excited. If you want to be part of the Insider Team, that is happening right now. You can pre-order the book and go to getoutofyourheadbook.com. And you can be part of a private Facebook group where we're having conversations and we're talking about the material and Yeah, it's super fun. So do not miss that. You can do that right now and get your book. Be a part of our posse. Pre-order anywhere books are sold. Go to getoutofyourheadbook.com. Put your email in. We will send you access to that Facebook group and a bunch of other fun things. You You get get to... We were about to say the same thing. You get the the book early. That, but then they get to listen to the whole season season of the podcast, all the teaching episodes of season three before anybody else. Yes. A month early. So, yeah, you get everything. Just go do it.